From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. I'm Craig Sauer, Senior Editor for CUNA's Credit Union Magazine. This week's guest is Jason Dorsey, a generational expert and researcher. Dorsey has been a frequent speaker at credit union conferences in recent years. He's the president and co-founder of the Center for Generational Kinetics and the author of the book, Why Size Your Business. Dorsey spoke with my CUNA colleague, Bill Merrick, earlier this year. What led you to research generational differences? About 20 years ago. I wrote my first book as a millennial to other millennials um, about, you know, how to, how to succeed essentially in the world. Um, and that book became a big bestseller. And so I spoke to about half a million millennials. Uh, and then out of that, employers started calling me saying, hey, we hired your people and they're driving us crazy. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're showing up late, they're, they're moms you know, showed up to work, they went off for their birthday, like, what's happening here? And, uh, and so then I kind of moved into really looking at what's going on in, first in the workforce and then in the marketplace around millennials. And what I realized is it wasn't, it wasn't a millennial issue, it was more of a generational issue. And it's the fact that different generations bring different things to the workplace uh, and certainly to the marketplace, uh, in particular when we look at credit unions and banking in general. And what we discovered was that the data around generational differences was really not good. And the reason was people were not looking at the data specific to, say, millennials or Gen X. Instead, what they were doing is telling a a really funny story about millennials and thinking that was true of all millennials. And so we founded our research center five years ago to definitively look at what does it take to get millennials to refer their friends, be great employees, you know, actively engaged, and what are the actions that leaders can take that basically cost no money but drive these measurable outcomes. You've said that each generation brings something different to the workforce. What characteristics does each generation bring to the workforce today? Yeah, well, I think holistically what they each bring is a different work style, um, a different relationship with technology, and then also a different life stage. And sometimes we confuse generational differences with life stage. You know, somebody who's been working for 30 years is is likely at a different place in their life than somebody who's been working for two years. And so when you look at millennials, for example, um, they bring a a different relationship with technology that we think is really powerful and important uh, for credit unions right now. When you look at Gen X, they tend to be really into the details and maybe even skeptical, and you really need that – that, that, that due diligence, especially when it comes to things like banking. And if you look at boomers, you know, they, they bring this historically great work ethic, but they also bring a tremendous amount of experience that we need to maintain stability. And so in combination, you have this idea of challenging the status quo, really getting into the data and making sure that, that we respect the integrity of the system. And that's what makes us all stronger if we respect those differences. So as a credit union manager, how do you deal with all these differences in the workplace? Yeah, it, well, it absolutely starts with recognizing these differences are normal and natural, and it's not that anybody's right or wrong. And I think all too often when people hear about generations, it's either negative 
or it's how one generation is better than the other, or the worst, which is you must cater to one generation or the other. And our research is all about uh, instead finding the strengths of each generation in addition to the differences. And so from a, if you're a credit union manager, it starts with understanding, you know, what are the differences between the generations and what are the similarities? Because there are still similarities. You know, people still want to work somewhere that brings meaning to their lives. They want to feel included and so forth. But the work styles can be different. Dress might be different. How these technology is different. So that credit union manager, the first thing to do is say, okay, you know, what generations do we have in our workforce? And what we find when we work with credit unions is credit unions usually have three and sometimes four generations of employees. And the real shocker is they often now, based on our latest data, have five generations of members. So you have a credit union manager who's really in a tough position because, uh, you know, he or she are, are trying to lead, communicate, motivate three or four generations internally, and make sure that the entire banking experience works well across five generations. So a lot of challenges there. So it starts with understanding who do you have um, using what this generational snapshot tool that we offer to break down those percentages. and then really look at the data by generation, which historically people haven't done. So we like to look at member retention by generation and even member referral. So one of the things we discovered recently is that millennials are the number one generation at credit unions to refer their friends to join, which is really important. And we also discovered that millennials are the largest generation of employees at credit unions. So already we start to kind of demyth some of the perceptions out there. And that helps to have this constructive conversation. And it's a conversation we have to have because, you know, these type of generational differences don't get better on their own. In fact, they frequently get worse. What are some of the biggest misconceptions about millennials and other generations? Sure. So the biggest misconception around millennials is that every millennial feels entitled, you know. And sure, there are millennials that feel entitled, no question about it. But holistically, the generation is much more complex than that. In fact, what we discovered through our research is that millennials is breaking into two generations, and the group that's most offended by millennials acting entitled are other millennials who do not feel entitled because they think the rest of the generation is giving them a bad reputation. (laughs) In fact, the millennials who don't feel entitled don't want to work with entitled millennials any more than any other generation. So it's really important that that, that that's the first one. And then Another one is that people seem to think that millennials are tech-savvy, and you hear that a lot in banking, millennials are tech-savvy, and what we discovered at our research center is that millennials are not tech-savvy, but they actually are, they are tech-dependent, and so that, that's important because millennials don't necessarily know how technology works, they just know they cannot live without it. And other, uh, you know, misconceptions, if you look at, say, Gen X, um, you know, one of the biggest things about Gen X is that they're overlooked. And Gen X needs to be a bigger part of the conversation because they're the ones moving into the senior leadership roles. But right now, the most conflict we're seeing is actually millennial to Gen X because that's where Gen Xers are waiting to move up and millennials are waiting to move up too. And then when we look at boomers, we think there's a misconception that boomers are outdated. You know, boomers have the experience, the relationships, uh, you know, they know how things work. And, and to say that they're outdated just because they don't, you know, live on uh, Instagram uh, is to say millennials are outdated because they don't use the phone. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a difference in work style. And so we have to recognize that, that these myths or these perceptions, um, not only are they inaccurate, but they can actually divide us 
when we need to use our generational differences to bring us together. Because one thing we know for a fact is that workforces are much stronger when they have different generations represented because it's that diversity of thought that drives the innovation, that drives that connectedness. In all of your research, what are one or two things that have really surprised you? I think the fact that millennials are likely to outspend baby boomers next year in the U.S. is a pretty startling finding. Um, and, And there's lots of research around this because people think millennials are broke. And the reality is with 80 million of us uh, now up to age 38, 39, um, we are the economic engine going forward. I think that's, that's surprising and not talked about enough. Um, I also think that, you know, this uh, delayed adulthood um, is really surprising that the average age of uh, first marriage, uh, maybe even first child could potentially exceed the age of 30. I, th- I think that will send shockwaves um, through our country if that does come to pass. Uh, and I think that, that the group millennials most naturally trust is their grandparents, which are the traditionalists. It's really shocking because people think that, you know, the older you are, the less connection you're going to have, and it's actually the opposite. You know, the older you are, the more millennials trust you. You've said that strategies for reaching one generation can be a turnoff for others. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, sure. So if you create, for example, a retail experience that um, is all technology-driven within a, a credit union, you could actually turn off um, other generations who want more of a face-to-face experience. Like, you can go too far with that in-branch experience. Um, and what we find is, for, for really important uh, things like buying a home, many millennials still prefer to talk to somebody in a branch face-to-face. So, you know, you, you can go too far and turn them off. Um, on the flip side, uh, you know, the idea that, that one generation wants to, for example, call millennials and talk to them on the phone can be a real turnoff for millennials because they would rather send a text message, right? <laughs> and so, so what we find is you want to be able to offer options and allow each generation to choose what works best for them. But a one-size-fits-all approach is where you run into most of the trouble. Can you tell me a little bit about Generation Z and how it might differ from the other generations? Sure. We think that Gen Z is going to be great for America and terrible for millennials. And the reason is Gen Z is entering the workforce with lower expectations than millennials. What our research shows that we led here in our national studies is that uh, Gen Z is actually saying, I'll take whatever job you have, just give me a chance. And that's the complete opposite of millennials saying, I've been here for a month, where's my promotion? (laughs) And so uh, we do think that there's a potential for Gen Z to leapfrog a a segment of millennials um, over time. Uh, Gen Z also is choosing to attend less expensive colleges to graduate with less college debt. And we think that's really important because it gives them mobility in the workforce and more freedom uh, and financial stability long term, which, again, is great for America and challenging for millennials ahead of them. And what we also know... Uh, for both millennials and Gen Z, is that neither one really understands what a credit union does. Um, and most of them don't understand the advantages or the, or the differences, I should say, between a credit union and traditional bank, whether national bank or community bank. So, so the younger you go, the less they understand credit unions. And, and that is something that, as an industry, credit unions are going to have to figure out what are they going to do to message differently? 
because the very phrase credit union either doesn't mean anything to millennials and Gen Z, uh, or worse, it means something that's inaccurate. Do you have any advice for credit union leaders about sharing the credit union difference and promoting credit unions to younger generations? Yeah, absolutely. So the first advice I have, we work with a lot of credit union boards. And the first thing we always say is to do this generational snapshot and find out the percentage of each generation that you currently have as members and the average age of your members. And if the average age of your members continues to go up, you should know for a fact that what you're doing is not working when it comes to attracting and keeping uh, younger generations. <laughs> it's one of the data points you can't hide from. Uh, the flip side is if if the the only reason that your uh, your uh, your average age is holding still is because your members are dying, that's not a good indicator either. <laughs> so we think it's time for credit unions to have a candid conversation about the composition of their members first. Now, once you do that, then you say, okay, how do we message to millennials? Well, we know millennials trust video over virtually every other kind of messaging. So you have to have videos of millennials and Gen Z in their own words talking about how a credit union is different and has been helpful for them. It's really, really, really important. And um, so you have to have the videos, and then you have to define basic terms that you would think people would know, which are things like the phrase credit union. How is a credit union different? This is really important. You know, so often when we review credit union websites to make them more effective with millennials, millennials go to the website and they don't understand what a credit union does. And so up front and everywhere you are, you have to hit the key messaging that, you know, millennials need to hear, assuming they know nothing about credit unions. Like that's the assumption you have to go in with. Um, because if you do that, then you have a chance of, of, be, of actually winning them. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Any words of wisdom for credit union leaders? I think the, uh, the word of wisdom is that, you know, much of what you've heard about millennials may not be grounded in real research. And the more you, you enter into the millennials' conversation, I think the, 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 the higher the standard should be for asking where's the research behind this because um, it's easy to tell a cute story. It's much harder to do real research and have a data-driven opinion that you can put to action. And, and I think people are, are a bit tired of hearing about millennials, and now they're focused on actual solutions and strategies. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And you can connect with me on Twitter at CUNA Craig.